Welcome to the UK Travel Planning Podcast. Your host is the founder of the UK Travel Planning website, Tracy Collins. In this podcast, Tracy shares destination guides, travel tips, and itinerary ideas, as well as interviews with a variety of guests who share their knowledge and experience of UK travel to help you plan your perfect UK vacation. Join us as we explore the UK from cosmopolitan cities to quaint villages, from historic castles to beautiful islands, and from the picturesque countryside to seaside towns. Hi, and welcome to episode 48 of the UK Travel Planning Podcast. This week, I thought I would talk to you a little bit about visiting the UK in summer, a bit about the advantages and disadvantages of visiting the UK in summer, what sort of things you can expect to do and see, um, a little bit about kind of what to pack, I guess, um, and kind of based on our own experiences, obviously, of living in the UK for years and enjoying the beautiful summer weather. Um, I will say that with a little caveat because it is the UK weather. So, you know, one thing about the UK is that the weather is kind of predictably unpredictable. Um, so last year, I can say that in 2022, the weather was absolutely beautiful. We had an absolutely gorgeous summer, not a lot of rain, which I guess brings its own problems. Uh, but it was beautiful. And I, I even remember that we were at High Clare on the hottest day of the year when it was it went up to 42 degrees, which was which, which was absolutely astounding for the UK. Anyway, so you're either going to be listening to this podcast because you are visiting the UK this summer or you are considering planning a visit to the UK in summer coming up. So I guess 2024 onwards. So I kind of want to talk to you about the advantages of visiting the UK in summer. One thing is what I've already mentioned is, you know, you get beautiful weather. Um, usually it's warm. Uh, one thing you are guaranteed to get are the long, beautiful light nights and days because the days, the hours of daylight seem to go on forever. It's, it's amazing. It's something I, I miss when I live abroad is the fact that we get such long days um, and it can go to sort of 9.30, 10 o'clock before it gets dark. Um, obviously, the further north you go, the lighter it is. Um, I remember being in Orkney last year and I don't think it actually got dark. <laughs> it was amazing. Um, so you get much longer time to actually get out and about and enjoy kind of seeing things because it's it's lighter. So you can fit more into your, into your itinerary. Um, I know we've, we recently um, talked about our Cornwall uh, driving itinerary that we did last July. And obviously we had long days so we could fit lots and lots of things in. Um, so that's an advantage. Advantage is that it should be warm. I'm not going to lie, it should be warm. It should be lovely and, you know, beautiful sunshine and, and warmth at least. Um, do bear in mind, though, the further north you go, the, the cooler it can get. Um, but generally in the summer, you know, hopefully it's going to be fairly warm. Again, put that into context from wherever you live in the world, um, you know, because I know I, I live in Queensland, Doug and I live in Queensland. So for us, warm is 30 something. Uh, warm in the UK is kind of 20 something. So saying that it did go up to 42 last year, so it was particularly uh, exceptional. Um, so advantages are, as I say, you know, warmer weather, you've got the long days, lots of things are open, opening hours are, for, are longer. You get the chance to, you know, uh, go to some of those fantastic events, outdoor events that are held. Um, you can go and sit in a beer garden and a country pub. You can enjoy, you know, the things like concerts that are on, plays, festivals, um, some beautiful gardens are at the peak. So there's lots to do, lots of advantages to visiting in the summer. I guess disadvantages are the fact that 
it's a popular time of year to visit. It's a popular time of year for people from overseas and it's a popular time of year for British people as well to actually travel around the UK. Um, So it's peak time. Things are more expensive. So do keep that in mind. And obviously, places are busier. Um, so, you know, expect that expect they're going to be crowds. That's just really how it's going to be. Um, and also, you know, whether you're driving or taking the train or having getting around, it will be busier. So you need to think about booking things and just be aware that there are going to be more people around. Um, also in the UK, the schools break up. So in England and Wales, the schools break up, um, third week in July, generally go back the first week in September, um, schools in Scotland. Uh, they finish it in mid-June and then they go back in mid-August. So that's worth bearing in mind. Um, so there's lots to do when you visit the UK in summer, for example. You know, there's there's so many places that are wonderful to visit. We we spent time last last summer in, in Cornwall, which was fantastic. We were in Derbyshire, the Peak District. I remember going to Bakewell and we saw Morris dancers. They say it was lovely, lovely, beautiful, warm weather. Um, Cotswolds were Firm favourite, always a firm favourite of mine. Beautiful gardens to go and visit. You know, there are gardens throughout the UK that you can go and and enjoy the wonderful flowers. Um, You know, so my favourite in the the Cotswolds are, you know, Hidcote Gardens, House and Gardens and uh, Kifsgate, which were, to me, absolutely stunning. I can't wait to visit again this year. Um, So, and obviously you can enjoy, if you enjoy walking, I'm not a, a hiker, I have to say, I do admit that. But again, it's a perfect time of year to go and do some some walking there are also lots of events on in the summer that may be of interest for example the trooping of the color this year 2023 that's held on the 17th of may that's the official birthday of the british sovereign so obviously it will be um the, our king king charles iii will be out um parading um on that day in london definitely if you want to see a bit of pomp and pageantry that's where to go and enjoy that event um, obviously, other things that are worth thinking about if you're going to visit over the summer, Stonehenge, summer solstice is very popular. You know, at sunrise on the 21st of June, every year you'll find lots of crowds gathered at Stonehenge to celebrate the solstice, summer solstice. And that is the longest day of the year. Um, so on that day, the sun rises directly behind the st- heel stone of Stonehenge. Um, and the entrance to the stone circle demonstrates how Stonehenge was designed to align with the summer and winter solstices. So, again, very popular time to go. So, um, you know, it is incredibly busy. Um, If you're interested in um, literature, it's the Jane Austen Regency Week is held in June. Uh, If you're interested in, um, you know, outdoor spectacular, you know, military-themed outdoor show, the um, Edinburgh Military Tattoo is held in August. Uh, which is incredibly popular. Um, again, if you if you're interested in going in t- to see that in August, you need to get tickets online. Lots of sports events are, are held in summer, so you've got Wimbledon. You don't have to go to Wimbledon to watch the tennis, though. Yeah, I watched uh, Wimbledon last year, sitting in a deck chair at Covent Garden, drinking pims and enjoying the warm weather. And again in Cambridge, because quite often you'll find that you have uh, screens, outdoor screens set up and uh, people sitting enjoying the sunshine and having a drink in, and the tennis. Great time as well as say to go and sit and have a drink in a, in a, in a pub garden and just enjoy the, the weather and, and the sport. Uh, Royal Ascot is held in June. 
um, which is uh, held over four days. That's as famous for his fashion as it is bar- as for horse racing, though. Yeah, and cricket. If you're a cricket fan, you will see uh, lots. You probably see lots of cricket being played. Well, you will see lots of cr- cricket being played um, in you know parks, village greens. Uh, people will be out playing cricket. I remember going to Blenheim Palace one year and watching everybody playing their their uh, cricket. It was fantastic sitting. You know, sitting just with a drink. I think we're taking a picnic and just enjoying watching everybody playing uh, cricket. Obviously, it's also the time where you'll see international matches uh, take place. You know, in Old Trafford, Edgebaston, Headingley in Leeds, Trent Bridge in Nottingham, as well as obviously the famous home of cricket and Lord's Cricket Ground in London. Uh, so, if you enjoy cricket, you'll definitely be able to see um, some cricket if that's if that's up your street. Um, you also you'll find some unusual things taking place in the summer. Things like well dressing festivals. Uh, you'll find those in Derbyshire between the months of May to September. It's a tradition of decorating wells and natural springs. Um, you'll find across towns and villages throughout Derbyshire. So you'll find scenes are created using only natural materials such as flowers, petals, seeds, and each well dressing takes a group of volunteers around one week to complete. Um, so you'll be able to see that uh, and you can find those. I'll put a link actually to the Peak District website where you can find dates of of where you'll be able to see the different well dressing events if that interests you. Obviously in Scotland in July and August, you've got the Highland Games. Um, that's a massive sporting cultural event event held in towns all over Scotland between May and September. Most of the festivals take place in July and August. Um, and you can think, see things like Tossing the Caber, um, the sheaf toss and hammer throw. It, it's a all these are all day events with food, drink, craft stalls, Scottish dancing, pipe and displays, craft and food competitions. So they're incredibly popular. Um, so again, I'll put some links to some uh, Highland games that you might may be interested in going to. Edinburgh Fringe is very popular. It's held in Edinburgh in August, where you'll find music, drama, and comedy. A uh, festival attracts lots of big names and new artists from all over the world. Um, you enjoy those three weeks in August. Uh, thousands of people descend on Edinburgh. It's as popular as Hogmanay. It's a very, very popular month, August, if you go into Edinburgh um, with the tattoo and the festival on. So worth remembering that if you're thinking about going to to Edinburgh. Um, hopefully, if you're going this August, you've already booked everything. But if you're planning 2024, you need to really think ahead and get yourself kind of sorted with that. So I guess, so let's kind of think about some frequently asked questions about visiting um, the UK in summer. So obviously we're talk, when we talk about summer, I'm talking about June, July and August. So if you have to choose one of those months, if you have the freedom to choose, I would recommend June uh, because that's before the schools break up uh, for the summer. So it's going to be slightly, slightly less busy. So what the, what is the weather like? So as I said, predictably unpredictable, the English weather Average daily temperature in June is around 18 degrees Celsius or 64 degrees Fahrenheit. There is an average rail, rainfall of around about 77 millimetres, um, whereas July temperature goes up to about 20 degrees centigrade, 67 Fahrenheit. Average rainfall, 82 millimetres. August, average temperature of about 19 degrees Celsius or 67 degrees Fahrenheit with an average, a little bit more rain due around 94 millimetres. But again, to say that can vary. Uh, daylight hours, because this is one of my main reasons that I love visiting the UK in summer. 17 hours of daylight per day in June and July. You get just under slightly 16 
in August. 17 hours to go out and about and, and explore. Absolutely. It just makes it. It's fantastic. Perfect. You can just do so much into your itinerary. Um, if you've listened to our podcast about our uh, road trip around Cornwall last year, you know, we were able to do so much because we did that in July. So again, we did that before the schools broke up in England. I will just say that. Um, but it just gave us so much time. So if you're going to pack to come over in the summer, what sort of things that sh- you should bring? Well, I brought T-shirts, light tops, crop trousers, um, sandals. I actually even brought shorts last year. Not thinking I was going to wear them, but I did. I wore them down in, in Cornwall where it was lovely. Do remember, though, it is worth bringing um, just a lightweight jumper, a raincoat, and maybe a pair of trainers just in case it does get cooler. And obviously you've got to consider that the further north you go, the cooler it can be. Um, so it's worth considering that. But I think that kind of gives you an overall view of summer in the UK. We were we spent, um, say, July and August in the UK last year, June, July, and most of August anyway. And uh, the weather was amazing. So if you're planning to come over in the summer, all I can say is absolutely enjoy it. Enjoy the beautiful gardens, enjoy the light nights, and hopefully enjoy the warm weather. I will put links to everything I've talked about in the show notes, and we have got a a, a whole blog post all about visiting the UK in summer, which goes into more detail than I have gone into in this podcast. Um, And you can find the information and links to all of the places that I talked about in the show notes for this episode, which are uktravelplanner.com forward slash episode 48. Anyway, but that all that leaves me to say for this week is, as usual, I'm going to sign off with those words, happy UK travel planning.